You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. (laughs) Brian Altano is here. And joining us, very special guest is Colin Moriarty. Good morning. Who hasn't uh, who hasn't appeared on Gamescoop in a long time, but it's, it's great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, listeners. We have a really great show for you today. Lots to talk about. We're going to be talking about Skyrim. We're going to be giving away copies of Saints Row the Third for your platform of choice with Astro headsets. Uh, and a little bit later on the show, I'll tell you exactly how you can win those. But let's start off with the the strangest news story of the week. I believe this was something spotted by you, Colin Moriarty. Mm. This is. Uh, Football team, uh, the University of Louisville. Yes. The Cardinals, guess, the fighting Cardinals. Guess they lost the uh, big game over the weekend. Yeah. And Coach Strong had an idea why. <laughs> he thinks he's got it figured out why their head wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. Because last week, a little game was released called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And all the boys, all, every, the whole team was playing it. They were all really psyched about this new game, and he thinks they were, you know, when they were out there on the field, they were really thinking about uh, getting headshots back home. Well, I don't know if that's what he was saying so much as they just didn't focus on the game. Before. They focused on Modern Warfare the week leading into the game, rather than preparing for Pittsburgh, and then Pittsburgh that's came in. That's what it was? Okay. And Louisville, not that great of a team to begin with, so no. the coach is just looking for excuses here. Yeah, it's a funny little story, though, nonetheless, uh, blaming on Call of Duty. He got some great quotes. We have yeah, the quotes. The, quotes, the quotes are really, really Yeah, so good. this is uh, Charlie Strong, and, you know, if we have any listeners that attend University of Louisville. We're so sorry. We're so sorry you have to go there. I've been there. Ugh. Why did you go there? I went there one, in college. I was in the group called the Antlers, you know, hardcore mm-hmm. sports fans, and we were on an MTV special about crazy college sports fans, and they filmed it at Louisville. So we had to drive from Columbia to Louisville to be interviewed. There you go. So this, this is a college team that lost? Yeah. yeah. So how... I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but how is it Call of Duty anything more distracting than what the average college player has had to deal with forever? Well, I let like, Coach Strong tell you all about it. You know, Strong <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> young people are dealing with so much. This is his quote. <laughs> he says, I said to, the, to the, my team, how can you allow a video game to take control of what you have in your hand and what's ahead of you? He continues, this video game is that important? I said, in about a week or so, you're going to be throwing that video game away. <laughs> but we let a video game take control of us. I think he has a very firm grasp on what video games are all yeah, about. He clearly knows how long the Call of Duty campaign is, so yeah, he won't yeah. be throwing He's it like, away. I beat that campaign in last night <laughs> in the one sitting. Uh, he explained that Got he, the platinum. <laughs> he heard the guys on his team talking about Modern Warfare a lot. He says, it's the buzz. You hear it all the time. Call of Duty, the new video game out. So it was a call to duty. 
and they got called to duty Saturday. <laughs> it's, I like how he keeps inserting Call of Duty. I, right. He says, it's young people. We're dealing with young guys who see something new. They want to try it, and it just engulfs them. I heard them talking about it all week. He, there was also quotes. I didn't want to put all the, the quotes from the... Uh, from the original story in there, but like he was talking about them talking about it on Twitter, and he's like, I don't think they understand that I can see everything they're posting on Twitter about. Uh-huh. And it's like, nah, that's how Twitter works. Yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I don't think they understand. Did he, he call their baseball game a call to duty? It's a football game. That was the call of the, to, that's to duty. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I, still, I don't get it. Like, football players should be distracted by cheerleaders, cheerleaders, and booze. Like, that should be enough. And now we're putting those things aside for Call of Duty. Yeah, that's a shame. But it's just it's like a goddamn the, shame. The Louisville Cardinals were no doubt distracted in 1985 by Mario or something, or, <laughs> or in like 1998. By there was Minnesota. no Twitter in. in uh, yeah, the question to know back then. You had no idea. I like. It. I think you pointed out, Colin, that you know Call of Duty is accused of being the bro shooter. Yeah, the yeah. broiest of the bro shooters. And mm-hmm. what's more bro than a football player? Uh-huh. You know, playing. Modern Warfare. It is. I thought that ulti- was great. It's the ultimate bro experience, basically. College football. Tier the, one college the, football. And- I think the coach in 1985 had similar quotes, too. He was like, we need to save the princess that is this football game. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they went to be the Mario brother, but they were made to be Luigi on the field last week. <laughs> now they're all toadstools. <laughs> Our scoreboard is out of man's. <laughs> They, they were they were throwing balls like Birdo's <laughs> Birdo's really accurate, to be honest. No, but it's straight. He's just straight. He's got no art. Birdo was a, a great pitcher. One of the best of her time. But Birdo just throws his, meatballs. His, her? It's, it's his, her. remember? It's a shim, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the original instruction manual said that it was a cross-dresser, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no Somehow that, that detail escaped me when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, or, or whatever. yeah I didn't make that connection either. You kept having these fantasies about Birdo. Yeah. Now you question everything. I know. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, I got distracted. I just remember. Did you get distracted by Call of Duty? Uh, yeah. I was yeah. tweeting about the Call of Duty. No, I was just remember that Nintendo Power cover with the, the clay uh, sculpture of Super Mario, Mario Brothers yeah. 2, and my friend had it before me, and I had that to wait until first, Christmas. That was the first issue of Nintendo Power, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, it was either, before it was that, it was the black and white Nintendo Fun Club or whatever. Yeah, it was like the the. Like the, the yeah, I remember that uh, game was pamphlet. like fifty-five dollars or mm-hmm. something. And someone wrote in last week complaining about how games keep getting more and more expensive. Yeah, and we said, dumb. "Like that's fifty-five dollars in like nineteen eighty." I know that's money. what Anthony pointed out. The games are cheaper than they've ever been. Yeah, I remember like Super Mario Bros. Two was like fifty-five dollars and whatever eighty-eight. Dude, Fantasy, Fantasy Star Four was a hundred dollars when that game came out, and that's in like nineteen ninety-four money. <laughs> that yeah. took down the entire NFL when that came out. So <laughs> not, a, not a game was played. <laughs> Moving on, I gotta tell you guys, I, I, Skyrim has uh, totally consumed my life. Yep. I love the holy hell out of Skyrim. It might be, it might be tied with Portal Two for my favorite game of the year. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We'll see. You know, I, I've I probably spent more time in Skyrim already than I did with Portal Two, just because Portal Two is a very linear game. So we'll see when I'm finished with Skyrim how I feel. But uh, I know some of you guys are playing it. Are you guys mm-hmm. actually everybody in the world seems to be playing Skyrim? Yes. Yeah, yes. Right selling now. very well. Three point five million copies in two days. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's roughly half, the, for perspective, that's like half Call of Duty numbers mm-hmm. um, for a single player fantasy role playing game. It's, it's good. A nerdy ass game. Yeah. So it's like a, like a, a high school football game. Uh, if it's not yes. already. <laughs> if I see them tweeting about the Skyrim and they, they got Skyrim on the field. <laughs> the old rim job. <laughs> if it's not already, it's definitely going to be Bethesda's most successful game. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I know that about it. And Colin, I know you were uh, hotly anticipating this game. Yeah. Now that you spent a little bit of time with it, does it? Does it? Uh, it's amazing. Does it's it am- uh, disappoint? No, not at all. It's, I'm about 13 hours in or so. Um, I haven't really done like when you when it, well, I look at the map or I look at my quest. I'm like, I haven't done anything. You know, like I, I, I do like this and that, but I'm, I really like exploring and meeting you know, like the characters, the NPCs, and stuff like that. And I, the game just. Uh, I'm just really into like fantasy settings in like winter snowy settings for some reason that does it for me it reminds me of like Tales of Destiny or even like Game of Thrones or something like that where like there's just something cool about pine trees and snow and nobody, wolves nobody and wants like to see tropical elves no no of course not so <laughs> so but the, the, the game just kind of fills me with oh the terrain is awesome it runs really well it actually looks really nice I was looking at the water yesterday uh, the water is just beautiful in the game the sky looks awesome I know there's so many great vistas yeah. like I'll just be walking around I'll just notice something way off in the distance and just like take a moment to yeah. stop and enjoy it like smell the road 
roses, mm-hmm. you know, you might say. It's a fantastic. It's it's, you know, I you know, Greg and I talk about it on Beyond. I mean, my, my favorite three games of the year are, are probably off the beaten path. It would be like Resistance Three, Infamous Two, and Catherine are like my three favorite games. But this is mm-hmm. my game of the year. I, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, in my mind, it, the game of year contenders for me would be um, Skyrim, Batman, and Portal Two. Mm-hmm. Those, it's between those three right now. I could I could see any uh, the, any three of those games. Did you ever at this point? You, did you finish Uncharted? I did, and did. I enjoyed it very much. Okay, just not my personal cool. game of the year. Yeah, uh, Skyrim would have to fall off a fucking cliff for me not to 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 like think that that, that was like the best. Well, game of the year. your save keeps getting bigger, and it's barely running on your PS3 now. Yeah, so yeah, that, that save, there's something about that save file thing too, because my save file is almost at that six megabyte point, which is. Also, oh, I haven't that, I haven't heard about this. The, the, so it, apparently, if the the save gets above six megabytes on PS3, the game starts to really chug, and so like that, my my save's getting precariously close. It grows like I've only played for two or three hours a night, and it grows by like half a meg a day. Like every time I play it, so, so just in, you create you're creating new saves. Yeah, each time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I create okay. a new save okay. just to be safe, and then I put it in the cloud or whatever. And uh, yeah, so yesterday I was running up a you know I'm at like five point five megs or something like that. And I was running up a mountain to meet the you know to uh, meet a group of people. I won't say who. And uh, <laughs> and it was. Uh, it, the the ground it was dark out and the ground was all gray. I want to know. I, this, this isn't really a spoiler. Was it, was it the graybeards? Yes. Oh yeah. And I, I encountered a quest breaking bug when I met the graybeards. But but go on. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I, I paused right before I met them uh, and, and saved or whatever. But yeah. uh, I was running up the mountain. It was dark. It was like really dark and, and cloudy and stuff. So I was like, oh, maybe it, you know the ground was just gray and like it was just like real desolate. And I'm like, oh man, it's like just really dark up here and stuff. And then after a few minutes, the textures have popped in, and I didn't realize mm. that like the tech, the snow textures and stuff didn't pop in. I was like, oh shit! And then I, and then I saved the game, and I'm like, oh my god, it's almost a six megabytes maybe there is something about this are you are you are you do do you play like i play where you just pick up everything yeah uh no. i have to stop doing that then uh, someone needs to teach me to it's stop doing that oh i don't get everything i walk around and i'm just like oh i better pick up all this crap exactly right? i'm and like then oh, five i want later, all these books and then you can't move <laughs> and i'm like, going through each book and i'm like this title sounds interesting. video <laughs> games train me to pick up everything and now they're just like I, within the first five minutes of skyrim i was too fat and too uh, heavy yeah, yeah. that's so why like, i hate encumbrance so yeah. I love encumbrance. At I first, awesome. I only picked up stuff that was uh, worth at least fifty gold. Now I, I, won't, I won't pick it up unless it's worth at least hundred gold. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll be selective with what I'm going to pick in up. The first, I'm going to sell it. In the first ten minutes, you're running around like those caves and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I, there was no one down there that told me how much anything was worth. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picking everything up. So here, here's the here's the thing though is that the gameplay. You know, Fallout Three is obviously everyone's last Bethesda experience, and in that game they had you know weapons and armor degraded and items and stuff like that. So you really needed to pick up a bunch of shit because you needed to like combine them and, and yeah, repair mm-hmm. things. There's no repair skill in this. So there's no reason to pick up really anything at all except for I pick up every potion I see. I pick up gems for crafting or whatever. And then I pick up, like, weapons that are either, you know, like, for instance, I'm playing as a, a guy that uses uh, two, two-handed weapons or whatever. He's basically a tank. Uh, so if I see, like, a really expensive piece of, like, mage gear or something, I pick it up and I sell it. You know, but other, other than that, like, I, I leave a lot of things out there. Uh, I pick up books to get the skill points and then I drop them. You know? So... Right. Uh, because encumbrance, I like the encumbrance system because it's it's totally like you know, we were talking about with Resistance Three. It's like he has a million weapons on him. It's like where did he, yeah, where does he keep like them? How much how much does Link have in his pockets? Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of the game, it breaks the you know. In a game that is all about immersion, that is un, not having encumbrance to me is unimmersive. So, so since know. you're into the immersion, do you play in first person? Oh uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. So okay. are you <laughs> calling Skyrim realistic? Uh, as realistic as More a fantasy game than can be. some games, maybe. I guess. I mean, you can still carry 11 swords at once. Sure, you could. Yeah, that's true. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> if you saw that man just walking around. That's utterly ridiculous. That's true. But, you know, to me, I mean, to me, it's... Uh, um, oh, and he's fighting a dragon. Well, I'm saying it's a fantasy game, of course. Right. But, but I like the idea of, like, having to think about what you're carrying. So it's not like, an, you know, it's not like Final Fantasy VI where you can carry 99 of every item and you have 14 people in, in, in your party on the airship and everyone's just fucking hanging out. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know. To me, it's... Uh, I, I, like, I like that notion. It makes you think. And I think, I think Skyrim is a thinking man's RPG as well as a nerdy man's RPG. It is, it is very buggy, though. And that, that's yeah. what I wonder about. Like, how much does that weigh in on, on like, game of the year consideration mm-hmm. compared to something that's more polished like Batman or, or Portal 2? But, of course, there's just so much more going on in Skyrim. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. How Q, do you balance that? QAing that game must be fucking impossible. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's what we talk about, even though it's an Obsidian game like New Vegas. Had that fucking bizarre bug about the cowboy hat on the like it's like how you know where you couldn't even load the if you took that guy's cowboy hat you couldn't go back to the strip like that was it broke the game like how do you even find something like that like there's just so many things going on in that world that I give them a lot of credit for even making something a game like yeah. this and it actually runs you know and I think it I, I mean I've only played it for about 14 hours or 12 you know 12 and a half 13 whatever hours and uh, it's definitely not as broken as Fallout 3 was when it came out mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. So it's it's good. Like I said, everybody seems to be playing Skyrim. Uh, there was a day this week where on Steam there were two hundred eighty-seven thousand concurrent players. Wow! 
just so that's just the PC version of the game. That's apparently a record for for Steam, and uh, that's not uh, pretty significant for a single player. You know, beating Homefront's record. <laughs> Uh, we, we have an email here from listener Brandon Dapper. It's mm. a nice name. How good is that name? It's a, it's a, it's wor- it's a weak first name, good last name. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's Mr. Dapper. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. He should call himself that then, not Brandon. He says, I'm a student at Minnesota State University. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> last Wednesday, during one of my night classes, my professor showed up late. He apologized and claimed we would be ending class early tonight because he was extremely tired. When asked what the cause of his exhaustion was, he said that he had been up extremely late every night this week playing Skyrim. This gained the interest of myself and numerous other classmates, which then amounted to a lengthy class discussion on how awesome the game was. Just goes to show that anyone who's anyone is playing Skyrim. Sounds like a hell of a professor there. Yeah, what are you paying for school? <laughs> Sorry, class good playing Skyrim. <laughs> My horse ran away and I had to wow, chase it, is, and the giants showed up with their goddamn Damon, this is like madness. an anecdotal evidence podcast that video games are destroying the world mm. we live in. Mm. Every, true. Everything from our sports to our educational system are just crumbling. Well, Alan W. from Anchorage, Alaska, writes in uh, with a story about Lydia. I love Lydia. Lydia is one of your, like, partners that'll join you in the game. Anyone here Ro- roaming, she, rolling with Lydia? Is she the chick you meet in the castle? Yeah, she's the house car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay. God, I love her. I just dismissed her. I want to be alone. Oh, man. <laughs> no, she's my lady. I want to marry her. Uh, anyway, Alan says, I got Lydia, the house gal, killed. Take note, don't follow the bright lights in the forest because they only lead to a wisp mother, which is hard to fight at level 11. Dude, those wisps. And I decided not to reload in order to get Lydia back because I'm one of those people who just lets what happens happen in a game. Good for him. That's That's the way it should Uh be played. I I do the same thing. He asked if any of you guys in an open-ended game decided to reload or not reload a save after something happened, like losing a custom car in GTA or fire-blasting Lydia in the back of the head as she walks between you and a wisp mother. <laughs> I reload in that game. I reload in games like open-world RPGs all the time. Yeah, I like to, like, if something's going to happen, I'll save. I'll save, and I, well, I want to see if I can uh, break into this guy's house. That's exactly, uh-huh. that's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> like, every time a house is locked and you, you don't know if they're inside or not, right. and you don't want to, like, you know, pop anything off, as it were, uh-huh. you know, so, so, <laughs> so you're like, so you know, you save right before, then you break in, and then there, and then you go in, and then Owen's there, and then you rob everyone. My favorite thing in the game, by the way, is like just going behind counters in in the game and kneeling down, and the guy just faces forward, and you're hidden, and you just pickpocket him or steal everything behind the counter, mm. and he has no idea you're there. There are little things like that that they need to fix. But, uh, you, but yeah. you should you should not do that. You should fix yourself. Well, Be an outstanding citizen. Yeah, if right. I can do it, I'm going to do it. No, that's fucking thief. I don't do that's it. horrible. There was one like the one moment for me, and this is I'm jumping, but the one like I play my games is good. It's like you know my my character in Skyrim is Kara, you know like Kara Zorel, Supergirl, and uh, of, she's of out course. there doing. She's of course you never knew that reference, but like when I played uh, Red Dead and I was a good guy, I was a good guy the entire time, blah blah blah. And then when you found that old dude in uh, Red Dead who had his dead wife in the house. And he was just batshit crazy. Like, he was a nice guy, but he wanted flowers. Remember, he wanted flowers. He brought him flowers. He went in and gave them to his dead wife, and he was just batshit crazy. I remember walking out and looking at the, just looking at the Vista in front of me and doing a deep sigh and then putting on the bandit mask and walking back in and blowing him away. And then putting the gun away and taking out the mask. But like, I had to put him out of his misery. It was like the one, the one, like, bad, you know, like, morally objectionable thing. But I felt so heavy for him that I had to do it. Mm-hmm. I think I shot his wife a bunch of them, too. You gotta take the moral high ground. I always take. I always do play good as well, but I play good with the caveat that uh, if I get mad or annoyed by someone, I just kill them. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's like I was, yeah. there was, when I was walking through the woods in Skyrim, there's like they, this, these two dudes roughing up a girl or whatever, and then like, it turns out that y'all, oh, sorry, you're not the girl, and they, they start walking away. I'm like, sorry, fuckers. <laughs> I just fucking murdered them. But I mean, they had it coming. I ran into a courier going up to the graybeards, and I wanted to kill him so bad because I, I couldn't get behind him to pickpocket him because he was running, mm. and I'm like, what are you carrying? <laughs> He's like, gotta go, gotta deliver this package. And I'm like, shit, he just kept saying it over and over again. I'm like, shit, what are you... And I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. Maybe it's because I've been playing Saints Row the Third, but I, mm. I feel, I've been feeling completely immoral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that game will do that to you, where you don't care about who you kill or how you kill them. Yeah. Run up on anyone in the street and just smash their face into the ground. Yeah. And then you 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 have these taunt moves where you just basically do this like cheerleader crotch dive to the floor and do a split and start cheering and kill a cop. And I'm like, fuck it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Saints, Row, Saints Row the Third is out this week. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's another great game. I reviewed that one so for fun. IGN. Give it 8.5. Super, super fun game. Um, 
Yeah, I know you're playing that one a lot. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm really loving it. I, you know, I don't even care about the story really. I'm kind of skipping a lot of the cutscenes when they go on too long. I'm just like, yeah. I just love running around and shooting cops. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a no, box when, quote it, when for it comes you. to video games, fuck the police. <laughs> when it comes to video games, let's let's clarify that. Uh, yeah, so apparently some people when when Saints Row the Third came out this week on, on PlayStation Three. Some people remember that, was it Jack Tretton? Yeah, Jack Tretton at E3. Had m- mentioned something way back at E3 about how the PS3 version of Saints Row the Third would have an exclusive multiplayer mode and a signature weapon. Yes. Now, I didn't, I didn't remember him saying this. I don't mm-hmm. think it's been mentioned since then. I don't think THQ ever mentioned anything about it. So, I don't know. But as soon as it came out on PS3, some people remembered this. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. So they, they just totally forgot? That- well, it seemed like it was just like an offhand comment by Sony. Mm-hmm. You know, This was never confirmed, to my knowledge, by THQ, the wow. publisher or the developer. Well, I don't think Danny Nelson know. was like like when like behind the scenes be like what are you talking about? <laughs> so I didn't really think uh, I thought people were making you know a big deal about it. Nothing. I didn't really think that Sony and THQ owed people anything. But to their credit, they you know they're giving PS3 gamers something for free. They're giving them Saints Row 2 for mm-hmm. free. Uh, so if you buy. Uh, Saints Row 3 new and uh, redeem your online pass uh, within the next 90 days, you'll get a free download of Saints Row 2. Yeah, yeah, so I think it's, it's a pretty cool. good deal. Yeah, no I know that there that was like though. a multiplayer mode that they were working, that they were trying. Uh, I, I found it on PartnerNet uh, a few days ago, but then it, they ended up scrapping it for whatever reason. So, you know, I want to get around to playing that game eventually. It's a, it's, a, it's certainly in the backlog. Yeah, I did like two and a half hours of it, and I was like, oh, okay. Like it was just like I ran around and I did the Bo Duke slide into like a million cars and I was like mm-hmm. all right but then it was just then it was just kind of like well I'm not engaged to keep playing yeah uh, but but Damon you have to remember too with this particular thing it's the second story similar story in like just as many weeks of PS3 mm-hmm. gamers getting kicked squarely in the balls what was the other one <laughs> uh, Battlefield Battlefield Three was supposed to come with Battlefield 1943 and they just never put it on the disc We're clearly just totally forgot to put it on I mean I, I'm just telling you right now like, that's that amazing that's, it's because uh, all, all these contracts get signed between people then they're an E3 bullet point when they're running down their exclusive content and then the developers are trying to make a fucking video game they don't have time to that's it. that's like that's a really unfortunate development of, of modern video games that there's so many differences between platforms and yeah. even differences in where you buy the game at different retailers yeah, right? like it's really obnoxious like gamers just want to play the game and developers just want to make a game you know it's it's publishers uh, the people that are mostly concerned with money that are causing all these problems yeah well, the, the way they did it with batman was particularly stupid where yeah. it was like there's Greg, no Greg way had to go, to, yeah. Greg had to go to Australia and drink a Gatorade or something <laughs> just to get a I said Goldfarb to do it to get a hat like it's like come on it's ridiculous get your shit straight yeah that's, that stuff will be they'll be squashed soon the public the middleman's gonna get cut out of the industry I think mm-hmm. yeah eventually eventually not as soon as everyone when it goes all downloadable yeah yeah, yeah. I, I greatly look forward to that day and Best Buy is like come to our site and download we're like no fuck you Best Buy. <laughs> Um, listeners, if you want uh, your own, your very own copy of Saints Row the Third, we have three copies to give away for your platform of choice, along with Astro headsets. All you have to do to win your free copy is to email us gamescoop at ign.com, uh, include your address, so just to move things along, and in the subject line, put in this code word: topless skydiving. That's your code word. So to recap. If you want to win a copy of Saints for the Third for your platform of choice, along with Astro Headset, email us at gamescoop at IGN.com. In the subject line, put the code word topless skydiving. Then in the body, include your name, address, and what platform you prefer. I will pick three at random next week. Good luck. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. This is Tyler, the number one Final Fantasy versus 13 and Kingdom Hearts fan. Wow. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Sorry. Self-proclaimed. I'm Yelp. Yeah. He says, I have one question. What gives? Okay. Everyone has been waiting patiently for five long years for Final Fantasy versus 13. An info, release date, really anything at all. Why doesn't IGN demand for more info on this game? And what is going on with development? I saw this game announced in high school, and now I am almost done with college. <laughs> what is going on at the Square Enix offices that they have delayed this game for so long? I also have a prediction. I think I think Square will announce more about the game at this year's Jump Festa on December 18th. If my prediction is wrong, I will shave off all the hair on my head and send in a picture to you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the operative <laughs> word, or the operative sentence, or half a sentence there, fragment, is, what is going on in the Square Enix offices? <laughs> Period. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
no, I mean, it's cool here. I know there are a lot of people anticipating that game, but I wouldn't say everyone is waiting for word on it. I think everyone's waiting for Final Fantasy to get good again. <laughs> hmm. Frankly. This or, is true. Or they just moved on and they're not really worried about it. Yeah. If you're waiting 10 years for anything, uh, something's we gone wrong. We all saw how Duke Nukem worked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so anyway, mark your calendars, everybody, for December 18th, Jump Festa in Japan. We'll see if uh, if they announce something about Final Fantasy Versus 13. And if they don't, Tyler's going to shave his head and send us a photo. Okay. Big man, Tyler. This is Chris Giordano. Giordano? Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, last week about the, the, the topless coffee bars in Seattle. Sure. Yeah, so he, he apparently lives in Seattle. He has some insight. He says, I'm not sure if the ones you're talking about have closed, but there are a number of bikini barista places in Seattle. Most of them wear bikinis, lingerie, or pasties. At one point, it was illegal for them to wear pasties, but I'm not sure if that got overruled, because they're definitely wearing them again. These are much <laughs> Occupy like... Occupy Seattle. <laughs> these, <laughs> That's what they're protesting. These are much like strip clubs. Some have good-looking girls, and then there's the ones where they are trashy and saggy. If you guys like, I can take a picture and send it to you. Well, yeah, of course, Chris. Dumb Duh. question. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, this is Josh Gallegos. Uh-oh, Anthony's Uh-oh. brother. <laughs> he says, uh, I'm from Denver, Colorado. Just want to say I'm a longtime fan. Keep up the awesome work. On to my question. I was playing through Uncharted 3, chasing after the platinum, when a question popped into my head. Would some game worlds fit different gaming genres? For instance, could or should Nintendo ever take the world of Mario and apply it to a sandbox, open-world genre, or games like Infamous or GTA? Should Epic take the Gears of War franchise and apply it to strategy-based genres? Also, would you like to see some gaming world applied to other gaming genres? Anyway, that's what he's asking. Uh, uh, Nintendo Mario 64 was a sandbox game. Uh, well, Sunshine was well, I mean Sunshine was going in that route too. And Sunshine then, was as well, yeah. And then there are, you know, Mario RPG games. That's and, right. And and like, yeah. I mean there paper was Mario. Get some paper there Mario. There was Mario Kart. I mean yeah. Nintendo has a long history of, of taking taking Mario and just putting it into the <laughs> and, and, and just bashing him into the ground endlessly. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've made it more linear, like Mario three D land is is the very basic level structure where you're walking down that line, it's like level, mm-hmm. level, level. But you know, you look at Sunshine and sixty four and that was like you were dropped in the courtyard of that game and you can run and jump in a pretty much any painting you want and loved Sunshine by the way, absolutely loved did it. You? Yeah, I did you? I did too. Actually. I like Sunshine too. I did too. Was all right. That's an underrated I, 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 yeah, underrated, I, exactly. That game was I awesome. at the time I had, best water effects in games ever yeah, at, at the time. True. I had problems with its message that uh, graffiti is bad, though. Mm. That is a problem. I I didn't feel happy cleaning graffiti up. Graffiti is not a crime. No, it's not. So, I'm a big fan of graffiti art. Tagging, though? Mm -hmm. Tagging. Mm, That's not good. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's it's come to, actually. Fuck those kids, man. It was weird, like, in New York, seeing, like, being a kid there and seeing, like, all these really beautiful murals and stuff, and then you grow up and it's just, like, dudes writing cock with two Ks on the side of a bu- bus. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, that, that stuff's lame. I mean, but I, you know, at, at home in New York, mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, you know, fence has been tagged and stuff. It sucks. You know, yeah. so, like, you, my dad's like, go out there and paint it and, like, you know, take yeah. care of that shit. I mean, that's stupid. Today I was taking the Muni and it said someone painted just on someone's, you know, spray painted, the revolution is here on someone on someone's fence. It's, it's like, okay, it this is, is there on that uh, fence. At least, um, at least they, they let us know about it. That's yeah. Good. It's like, you guys should probably keep that, that more, a little quieter because mm-hmm. you're probably going to get arrested. You know, I was, I was noticing uh, on, on my commute this morning, this morning I was looking at Twitter, following both you, Colin, and Arthur, I get both, I get very extreme commentary on, <laughs> on the Occupy mm-hmm. Wall Street business. Yeah, I'm right and Arthur's wrong. I mean, that's basically, <laughs> that's basically that. Um, anyway, Josh, you also mentioned like Gears of War. Microsoft uh, found great success taking the Halo franchise and making that a real-time strategy game mm-hmm. with Halo Wars. And I've uh, said before that they should make Gears of War Wars. Yep. And uh, the, the, the war <laughs> make uh, Gears of War a uh, real time strategy game. So sure, I, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of mashups, but in music and in uh, video games. Stop, though. What I'm do you playing mean? Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations. Okay, and they mashing a bunch of uh, RTS stuff there. Oh my and god, the tower, defense, the tower, tower defense. defense. That's oh, really? what kills me in that game. I was like, why am I doing this? I want to fucking stab people. It's so like you basically you have your character Ezio, I guess. Yeah. And he's, he's, just, he's like watching over a battle. He's like, you, put, you put a leader over there. You kill 10 Archers guys, and all of a sudden you're on a roof. And they're like, yeah, just sit here for 15 minutes and place guys on rooftops. And you're like, can I just fucking jump off this thing and kill all these people running down the street like I would any other time exactly. in the game's like I can reverse every attack. I really don't yeah. need these guys. Yeah. You, you, 70 people can surround me. I'll eventually kill them all. Yeah, I will kill them. I don't care. And then I'll loot their corpses while mm-hmm. people watch Assassin's Creed. I, yeah, get your, get your tower defense out of my Assassin's Creed. How far are you right now in Revelations? Uh, about an hour. Yeah. No. Wow. No moss, man. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'll 
get any. I wanted I, to get I'm a big fan, that. dude, but I did the two, first two DNA sequences, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, the, there was that horse carriage scene at the beginning. God, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's, I think it's one of the worst openings in modern videos. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really And dumb. I say modern, I mean like this year. If this it gets year, awesome later, I'm sorry. Maybe you'll see it someday, but the first hour is pretty That's what painful. I told Rich. I finished the first DNA sequence. I'm like, dude, I almost fell asleep. I was so bored. And he's like, oh, no, no, it gets better. So I did two, and then it was the same. I'm like, I got other stuff to play. I got other stuff. Can't use that excuse anymore. I'm sick of that fucking excuse. It gets great four hours It's the same thing with Final Fantasy yeah, the game gets good 40 hours in. Yeah, that's, that's it's bullshit. like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No. First of all, Final Fantasy XIII never got good. And, <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I did see that game way deep, deeper than I should have ever gone. But Balls if the game doesn't catch you in the first hour or two, then the why game the fuck are you playing it? From the moment you hit the start button, yeah. games should be fun and enjoyable. Especially now. Now more than ever. Because there's it, so much out there to play. Yeah, there's so much If it doesn't grab you right away, I'm going to move on. And there's demos and stuff like that. This is not the 80s when we all went to the store and we bought Deadly Tower for NES. Oh, no. We came home and like, we have to love this. <laughs> yeah, we have to love shitty towers. My, my, my Deadly Towers was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Uh, I saved up my allowance but, money for that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And it's like, you're only game for like three months. Yeah. You're like, shit, I, I better spend some time with you, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm sorry, man, by the way. That game was yes. terrible. Great box art. Yeah. The box art got me. The, yeah. that's, the box art was so important. The box art on Shitty Towers was awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a <laughs> warrior who's like carrying dudes' heads around and shit. Yeah, like yeah. a big sword. as a tower in the background. Like, man. And Broderbund did it in there. A pretty respectful yeah. company in the 80s. So it was like, more Excuse of a computer game company, yeah. I yeah. think. Didn't that. translate very well to console. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, I'm in this blue stone cave. A German company, weren't balls. they? Weren't they like a German developer? I think so, because they had that little, uh, those two dots above one. <laughs> did anyone ever finish that game? <laughs> Uh, my brother did. I yeah, feel for like sure. I, I feel me. like I yeah. beat that game at really? some point, but yeah. And, and I don't. I didn't hate it as much as you guys. Yeah. At the time, I, I, I didn't have strong feelings about it. <laughs> that game's think. rough. That game's rough. But if you if you guys Google, uh, you ask if someone beat it. There's a guy who like was going through all of his old notes. He's probably in his 30s now, and he found graph paper like that he had stored away when he was a kid or whatever, and it's full maps that he drew of all the the, the deadly towers. Wow. Uh, like floors and stuff like that, enemy locations, item locations and stuff. You can find it. It's like just Google Deadly Towers blog or something. It's so funny, dude. It's so intricate. That's amazing. Yeah. This is Curbing Sellings. I like that name. Huh? I noticed while playing Infamous 2 that there is a store in the game called Red Ring Electronics, and it shows three flashing red lights with a smiley face in the middle. Have you guys ever seen other games pick at different corporations or maybe even pick at other games? Did you guys notice that? In- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that. a thing on like only 72, 72 days to get your system replaced. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, That's good. That's clever. Sucker yeah. punch is funny. I don't think, yeah. yeah. Uh, good natured ribbing like that doesn't exactly. bother me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I have. I mean, I just don't. GTA always has shit like that in there. Yeah. I, know, I know Super Paper Mario had a whole bit where there was this iguana character. Yes, was, the, the nerd kid. Yeah, he was talking shit about forum people. He's like, you know, oh, for, yeah. forum nerds. And they're like, you know, they always talk about reviews before they play the game and stuff like that. And he's just like, what a bunch Super of babies. Super Paper Mario is so good. This is Travis Avery. Uh, he says, I am donating a Catwoman code for Xbox 360. So if any of you listeners have Batman Arkham City, but you don't have the Catwoman code for some reason. Here you go. D7KD37GWT979934CR3VYKWK47. <laughs> Why is it so long? It's so long. <laughs> now on to my question. I was wondering if any of you are into the, the extra paraphernalia that games sometimes come with. I love this kind of thing, but only when done right. For example, I love the idea of Scarborough Fair with the Bayonetta Climax Edition, but the shoddy paint job really disappointed me. My favorite things I have are the Halo statue from Reach, the Retro Lancer from Gears 3, and a Saints Row basketball jersey. Do any of you blow your money like me? If so, what are your favorite things you have bought or gotten with a game? He's talking about like special yeah, editions and stuff. Oh, wait, a game, a game came with a Simon and Garfunkel song? No, that's the name of, the, of her gun in, oh. in Bayonetta. Okay. She calls it, yeah, it's called Scarborough. It's hot in the streets tonight, baby. And the paint job on the, on the song yeah. was really bad. That Simon and Garfunkel live action figures. Those were great. I seem to always talk myself into collector's editions, and then yeah. I always regret it. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do I want? Like, I never get I collector's editions. Crap? You know what I mean? The Uncharted one's particularly good because Nathan Drake looks like uh, when they find the guys at the end of Spaceballs who are playing their stunt oh, doubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just looks like this completely different dude is like, hey, I'm Nathan Drake. <laughs> like, How did you get in this box? How did you put his you put I like his the, I like Uncharted 2 Fortune Hunter edition because it came with the dagger. That yeah, was that cool. cool. But even that, it's just like, all right, now it sits, on, now it sits in a room here at IGN. It's like, whatever. I like they're mm-hmm. doing all the action figures, though. It seems like they're going to keep doing that. Like, they're the same size. Like, the Cole one that came with Infamous 2 is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the Drake one left something to be desired. But if they keep going with that or whatever, like, maybe have Sweet Tooth or something with Twisted Metal. Or, sure. Like, that would be cool. And then you have a little shelf of, uh, of uh, PS3 characters. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, I mean, they're not, they're, it's not like they're, like, resin. You know what I mean? They're just plastic. Like that Batman one I had from DC Universe Online. I'm like, why, not, why don't I even keep this crap? <laughs> 
Why do I want this one? There's tons and of. Like, you, it seems like you're always getting screwed. DC Universe Online doesn't even come with a case for the game. Batman Arkham City doesn't come with a case for the game. It's like whatever. And then there's there's stuff like Star Fox. Certain pre-order prices they gave you a, a scarf. Yeah. I mean, what are you just gonna pretend? Honestly, I think the pretend most, you're a cartoon fox. The most <laughs> useful thing I ever got was when I pre-ordered Maximo Ghost of Glory and got the heart boxers. Because I wore those until they fell apart. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Very nice. Wow. Uh, this is Thomas. He says, I've Is he the engine? He's from Astoria, New York. No, he's an English muffin. Okay. Mm. I thought that would mean something to our East Coast guys. Here. Astoria, yeah. I mean, that's cool. It's a place. It's a place. <laughs> Lots of tagging there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he says, I have a question for the ongoing bathroom etiquette discussion. How do you feel about sharing soap in the shower? I don't mean bottled soap. I mean a solid bar of soap. I personally don't mind it, usually. The only time it bugs me is when I find a hair that could belong to either my sister or my mom. Then I get pretty grossed out. What are your opinions? No, nah, I don't do that. That's gross. Unless it's like with a girlfriend, I'm not sharing yeah, if it's a bar. Yeah, a girlfriend, of soap. that's one thing. But yeah, but anybody. I mean, are you? See, this is the thing. Like, because you know, you always see in movies and TV shows, and it's just so alien to me. Like, someone taking the bar soap and then kind of rubbing themselves with it. But that's, that's what, what I, I do. That's what you do. Because yeah. I, I don't do that. You I take a washcloth. Yeah, well, no, I take a washcloth or like a uh, loofah, okay. okay, and then I gotta rub gently on, the, on the, <laughs> them together to, to get a laugh. I love the image of Colin using a loofah. That's, I do. That's I, great I for fucking me. love loofahs. I have a loofah. I have a loofah. I use it like fifty-fifty. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, we're in with this, and sometimes I'm like, no. But I'm all the body wash. That's the way to go. Yeah, body wash. But yeah, don't don't be sharing soap with your with your dad and shit. He's washing, yeah, washing his balls. I wouldn't do that. Washing his old, <laughs> washing his old nuts in the shower. And you, what, you gonna put that on your, you gonna put that on your neck now? Yeah, someone's like, see, the, the bar soap can fit like right down the ass crack too. Yeah, you, just don't know, you don't know now, what's going now, on To here. clarify, I don't actually insert the bar of soap <laughs> no, in, in my ass. That I, I'll use. You kind of get the soap on the hand. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. No, that's fair enough. That's yeah, don't be, don't be sharing soap with your brothers and your dads and shit. Your moms. Your moms. Your mom wiping her old ass. And you go <laughs> 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 It's disgusting. Here's By the very nature of what soap is, is it, it, is it always like <laughs> sterile? Is no, it always man. clean? No, There's germs on the soap. You gotta rinse it off. Sometimes it's just got going. old balls all over. But is it? Is it oh, <laughs> isn't the, the point of soap to like kill germs or, or remove germs? Sure. So like, how can there be germs on the soap? So that's a good. Qu- that's a good question. That's a fair question. Right? That's a total so fair wait, question. So wait, soap is always... We, no, we would build, we would build kingdoms out of soap if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have a soap house. And it old people would be wiping so the balls. So the soap is dirty. <laughs> the soap is dirty, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, soap can get dirty, so you gotta wash, I, you you gotta gotta wash the dirt off. Well, yeah, I do that too. Off, I do that yeah. too. But like, Okay, so then you, you, you cleaned the soap? Uh, it's, it's if you want if you want to play Russian roulette with some old balls, that's cool. <laughs> that's not in my rule book. This is Tony Chan. When reviewing games, would it help or hurt your reviews if you listed a couple of games that you personally played that are similar to the game you're reviewing? It may give readers a better context of your experience with that type of game, or it could, or it could create an inherent bias. Your thoughts? They biased. Hmm. I, I, I like the idea of saying this game is like A or B because that just that gives you context. Yeah, we actually tried. Clement and I tried doing that with a lot of our Tokyo Game Show stuff. We were just like, "Hey, you're gonna go there. You're gonna see a bunch of games that no one in America knows anything about. So just be like, this game is kind of like this game plus this game meets this game." And I think people kind of got it a little a little better. I hate when I hear, you know, it's like this game and this game had a baby. Um, That's just a pet peeve. Is that? Uh, but Greg and Colin, do you do you use, when you guys are writing reviews? Do you. You I mean, I try to avoid it because like, it, can, it can get caught up to, yeah, all you're doing is comparing. The, it, the trouble we always have right is sequels. You, know, you don't want to make it sound like if you're doing a number two, <laughs> you're yeah. doing number two and you're I'm always so referring far. back to number one, you're, out, you're alienating everybody who hasn't <laughs> played number one. You know what I mean? Colin did a piece recently about uh, Reckoning, how it's an RPG, nerd's RPG, mm-hmm. and his intro was laden with NES RPGs that he had played. And being a Sega kid, I'd never played those. So I, t- I went in and I was editing them out and leaving notes like, by doing this, you know, you're turning people off to that. You know what I mean? Like, cause if I don't know the reference you're making, then I'm kind of already lost. Yeah. That's true. By the way, the reference, I know Damon and Altano would appreciate the references. Oh, as, I know. As I was the minority. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, I'm just saying, you remember getting Dragon Warrior or like Final Fantasy or whatever, and they came with like, you know, the instruction manual, but then they came with these huge foldouts, and it would yeah. have like each enemy, like a picture, like the sprite of each enemy, and like the stats of each of them, and like where yeah. they are on the map and stuff. And yeah, I used what to just their pour over are. that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> you know? And that's, the reckoning kind of just reminded me of like, wow, I'm going to be nerdy about this game just like I was about those. Mm-hmm. Did you, are you the guy that actually like wrote notes in the manual in the back of the in manual. The back, the space notes. For notes. <laughs> Once in a while, like, little codes or something like that. Yeah. I, I liked like renting NES and SNES games and then like flipping through the book if they still had the book and they usually didn't. And then people would have like their old codes written back there, like in Simon's Quest or something. So yeah, why yeah. I own Simon's Quest? I guess that's not a good point. But Faxanadu, mm-hmm. something like that. It's a good game. It is. <laughs> when are they going to reboot Faxanadu? <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> I love Faxanadu. Come on, that Capcom. Game was really good. 
This is Zach. He says, my roommate and I usually spend our evenings unwinding in our living room. Yeah, we do. Glass of wine, bar of soap. That's going to happen. It is sacred ground to us. Old boys. (laughs) We unwind with Adult Swim, It's Always Sunny, and an absolutely excessive amount of plants that do fun things if you set them on fire. Weed. He's he's doing drugs. okay. Jesus. (laughs) It took me a minute, too. Yeah. Probably Uh, because... Lately, we've been adding gaming to the mix. And taking turns on GTA 4 or playing the Halo 3 campaign. They're starting to wear thin, however. So what are some awesome cooperative games to get for 360? Also, arcade games are no bueno. Our Xbox isn't registered to our school's internet. We're talking about GTA, so I mean... You can't play online, though. But exactly. Well, it says co-op. If they're just tossing the controller back and forth, the Saints Row would be a great one for that. Just yeah, to get I mean, high and it's, it's not co-op. I mean, you, there is co-op. GTA, though, right? I'm not yes, crazy. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I'm just saying there's not, like, couch co-op. There's not mm-hmm. local co-op in that game. But guys, like, what, like Rock Band comes to mind. Yeah. That's way too much work. Really? Yeah. They're stoned on the couch, just sitting there watching TV I and totally tossing controller Greg. back and forth. Yeah. Yes, getting stoned and, and listening to rock music is was a, a bizarre no, way to say it. making rock music. <laughs> yeah. is not making it. Well, with me on this one, Damon. It's pretty much off. the greatest, it, one of the best co-op experiences of, of this generation. I think Borderlands is local co-op, uh, as well as Catherine. Uh, yeah, Catherine does. You have to beat the game, though. Oh, okay. They'll never do. Mm. Not a lot of local co-op games. Uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of good like local uh, co-op experiences on Xbox Live Arcade. But, uh, yes, that's that out sucks of reach. You just go p- plug your Xbox into something. Go get a PlayStation, download Soldier X2, and play that with your friend. That game's awesome. Still can't probably can't download PS and stuff either. <laughs> get Scott Pilgrim. That's a great game to play. With yeah, you, you guys are not. That, you guys are not helping. You need people with that one. Download uh, Shadow Complex. It's a single player game. This mm-hmm. is <laughs> Nate. <laughs> this is Nate of Tennessee. Not our Nate. With an important question, I think that's been on a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. How many push-ups can Greg do? Oh, Jesus, six. Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> we Real will push-ups. I'm we will sorry, count man. for you. <clears throat> Get some space. There's space over here near me. Here we go. You, re- you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'll, I'll count for the listeners. Wait, do you have your feet on the wall? That's cheating. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, believe it or not, not doing many push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of burn. Uh, can I go? Yeah, go. One, One, two, two, three, three, four, feeling okay? Seven, eight, nine, ten. I think that's a respectable point. If you, whenever you want to stop, now he's on twelve. Okay, 12. 12. I can do more. You said I can stop. Well, sure, no. I mean, okay. He can do at least 12. He can do at least 12 push-ups. Probably a few more if he, if he had a gun to his head. <sighs> Those suck, don't they? I need cheese. I need some cheese. It the old President's Challenge in gym, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember those days. I, should, I, I was really good at the sit-up portion, believe it or not. But I can never do the pull-ups. The sit-up version of the pull-up? No, you know what I mean. The, you, you know, do push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, and then run a mile, right? Isn't yeah. that what it was? Yeah, yeah. But by the time I actually pull-up, when, when I couldn't do the pull-up, I was like, well, fuck everything else. I don't care. Why was the pre- why was like Bill Clinton challenging me to do this? <laughs> I don't know. And Bush won and shit. Bush won? Yeah, He's I, like, I don't think Bush won was out there doing that not, shit every day. Do they not do that anymore? No. I think we got bigger problems. But yeah, have, you seen, have you seen our children today? <laughs> yeah, that's Bush won wasn't playing you know, dodgeball every other Tuesday or whatever. Him and Barb? Yeah. Getting rowdy? Thank you, Greg. You're a good, the good old, sport. Oh, those old balls flopping around. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were definitely sharing soap. This is this is a. We got a really big email here now. This one comes from Orfe. Okay. Uh, she says, "Quick favor, if, po- if possible." My fiance, uh, Kurt Cameron. Is well, a Kurt huge Cameron. Is <laughs> <laughs> a huge. The holy left behind. The holy roller. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry, Kurt. Oh, <laughs> oh so excited. I was getting excited with having growing pains. So I know, right? Because right? this is Kirk Cameron is a huge fan of our podcast. I wish Kirk Cameron was a huge <laughs> fan of our podcast. Hey, Candace to holler at me. <laughs> Birthday's coming up December 9th. A little far out, but you know. She's playing ahead. He'll be 30 years old. Just wanted to know if Ooh, you guys could give God. him a quick shout out. It'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, an early birthday shout-out, yes. Happy birthday, not Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Happy not, birthday. Not left behind Kirk Cameron. Kirk Happy birthday, Cameron. Happy birthday, Kirk. Kirk, uh, DJ Kirk if you're listening, let me know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. In between all his left-behind appearances, he's listening to us talk about fucking banging out and drinking buckets of semen and all the other horrible he, shit. Do you think he watches, do you think he watches uh, Growing Pains reruns sometimes? And no. he's, like, he's like, man, when... when 
when Leonardo DiCaprio joined, no one yeah. cared about me anymore, and this shit just fell off. I think he still regrets the episode where he wrote all the answers to the quiz on his test, and then the teacher was like, how'd you do that? And he kicked his head back and put his feet up in the desk, and he's just like, I worked my ass off. And then he put his feet up, and everyone saw he cheated. I'm sure he watches that episode and says, I wish I didn't put my feet up on that desk. <laughs> he fucked it up. Yeah, Improv. fucked it up for everybody. Improv. Remember that bizarre, the boner turned up. Dead, yeah. Dead, yeah. like, at like the in Winter Olympics. Yeah, right? Yeah. Wasn't that how it was? It really sounds like Olympics. two years ago. Isn't it? The, all right, so the weirdest thing is that his that name was Boner. <laughs> yeah. Like, this game, this show was on that in like, is the 80s and early 90s. That I mean, is totally bizarre. I've always thought that was strange. Like, and his name, and everyone's just calling him, like, you know, even, hey, even, like, even, hey, ben, even Ben Stevens running around a little brother. He's like, hey, Boner. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Like, if, I, if my son said that, and I was, you know, I'd be like, what the fuck did you say? Yeah, you're talking about an erect penis? Well, Boner used to be just like, oh, man. That was a real boner. No, like, no, yeah, no, no, really. You can. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. How far back? I mean, then we knew it as a boner. Like old Batman comics. Well, okay, talk yeah, about yeah, the Joker. Yeah. Like, the, oh man, the Joker's been a real boner to Gotham City, and you're like, oh really? He's been running around like an erect penis. <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought that was weird. My parents are like watching it, or my sisters, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very strange. <laughs> One more email here. This comes from Craig. He says uh, he's from the UK. Just want to say hi and thanks for the great podcast every week. I don't have any friends who play video games, therefore friends don't want to talk about them. I find that quite frustrating, as I like to hear what people's opinions are on games that I'm gaming. That's why I log into IGN every day. So a big thank you is why I'm writing in. Also, listening to last week's game, uh, GameScoop, Greg mentioned the cartoon Doug. Hell yeah. I don't know anybody else who remembered that show, so it was nice to hear oh, it mentioned. Oh, you got to get better friends. How old yeah. are you? How does no one remember Doug? Yeah, yeah. me, me and Colin know Doug. I just feel like, that's, guys, like that's like a generational thing. It, it is. Be. I mean, actually, is, yeah. you guys are actually, I, I actually missed Doug. I was, that came after yeah. my time. But you're uh, aware of its presence? I, yeah, I, I, I remember <laughs> I, was, I was right there front and center for Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Doug I, very, awesome. I very much Doug, lived through Doug. Doug and Boy Meets World are two things I miss. Oh, I miss. You, you at Suffy miss Boy Meets World. Me and Colin sing that song every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every day. <laughs> no, it's true. <clears throat> so you miss out, you miss out on the adventures with Patty Mayonnaise and Skeeter and that whole gang? And Doug? Yes, remember when they really jumped networks and then they like moved him ahead? Like they went into high school or whatever? Oh, oh right. from Boy Meets for World Doug, for Doug? For Doug. For Doug. <laughs> Did, did Doug left Nickelodeon? Yeah, Doug went, went to ABC for a while. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think I remember that. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember when Family Matters and Step by Step <laughs> went, to, went to CBS? Yeah. And then Family Matters had a new mom just randomly <laughs> for the last season? They, yes. And Family Matters got rid of the, the middle age. Or the, the middle the, age. Right? It's the same thing that happens to every daughter in every 90s sitcom. Every, like, the Boy Meets World one just went to her room for, like, a year. <laughs> came back down to different actors. Or I like all, uh, Family Matters. Or not Family Matters. So not Growing Pains. The daughter is, like, suddenly nine years old after being born the season before. <laughs> the end of, at the end of the first season. Uh, <laughs> same thing with uh, Family Ties. At the end of the yes. first season of Happy Days, uh, the older brother takes the basketball and ascends up the stairwell never to be seen again. <laughs> never to be seen again. Yeah, yeah. It's true they wrote them off. They wrote them That's kind of horrifying. But I, dude, I can't. You didn't watch Boy Meets World in particular. I, you, I was in college when that was. You on. didn't track Mr. Feeney's really creepy. He goes from middle school to high school to college yeah. with these kids. He lives next door to the Matthews. There's something really wrong. With Mr. <laughs> I know. He was, he was, you know, leave no child behind. This dude was was following this this family throughout their entire. He was lives. obsessed with the Matthews. He's like, Where are you going? You got you got a new job after college, All right? I'm gonna go be the boss over there. <laughs> Let my nuts breathe, Phoenix. That's your soap. I think that note brings us to the end of another GameScoop podcast. Going to play you out with a song this week. I have a new song out. It's called In Fact It Was You. Very synth poppy, very much like my, my Damon electronic stuff with vocals. Check it out. Hope you like it. If you do, it's available in iTunes and the Amazon MP3 download store. Got to give a shout out to GameScoop superfan and mastering engineer Dennis Mortensen. Always gets my music sounding great. Thanks a lot, Dennis. My name is Damon Hatfield. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.